Welcome to the Urban Uplander podcast. This collaborative series created by Urban Uplander Pet Care LLC was designed to facilitate continual learning. Join your host, Melinda Benvo, and her special guests weekly to learn all things about pet care, dog sports, bird dog training, and so much more. all for joining in. I'm super excited today. We are going to be talking about a sport that I have been wanting to get into and we have an awesome guest who I've been chit-chatting with on social media for about three years now and this is our first time getting to sit down and chit-chat. So I have Alicia Tomac with us. Alicia, thank you so much for joining in today and being able to tell us more about dock diving. Can you go ahead and give myself and our listeners a little bit of an introduction on yourself? Absolutely. Um, I am located in Wheeling, West Virginia, and we have been dock diving probably for five years or so now, I want to say. It's been a while. Uh, We have a very large pack, I'm not going to lie. I have six (laughs) dogs of my own. Um, They range from an 11-year-old coon hound named June. She is the best, worst dog I own. Then we have Lane is, no, Clay is my second oldest. See, I can't even keep him straight. Uh, (laughs) He is the one who started me in dock diving. He just turned seven. He is a German short hair pointer. Then we have Lane, my golden child, who is also a German short hair pointer. He is the national champion with North America Diving Dogs and nationally ranked for the past three years or so. Then I have Thaddeus, who is a two-year-old German short hair pointer. You guys can kind of see a theme going here. (laughs) Followed by Liberty, who is the little runt of my family, who's an English Cocker Spaniel. Then we just picked up Lexa from Texas. She is a one-year-old German short hair pointer. And I co-own an American field lab with my mom, whose name is Salem. I call her Moon Pie. So if you hear me refer to her as Moon Pie, I never call her by her name. (laughs) And she is also a nationally ranked dog with uh, North America diving dogs as well. So we got got a full house usually. I love it. Wow, that's a lot of dogs. I thought I, I had a lot of dogs. <laughs> There's actually a couple in there that I didn't even realize you had. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we've talked about that, are there any other sports that you and the dogs participate in besides the dock diving? Yes, we do. We do a lot of United Field Trialers Association. So field trialers with the short hairs and uh, Moon Pie plus Liberty. They're the flushers of the family. Uh, we do barn hunt as well. We also do Fast Cat. We've been getting into that. I know you guys do that too, so that's pretty cool. We've been dipping our toes into there. And then we just have a lot of fun, and we do just wild bird hunting when we get a chance to, and plantation hunting and things like that too, so... I love that. I think that's how we also kind of got to know each other was the bird dog side of things. Yes. Yes. Uh, And I love that you do so much with your dogs. I think, um, you know, the running theme of what I talk about in a lot of different avenues is doing stuff with your dogs, participating in sports. And it sounds like you're like doing all of them over there. I love it. (laughs) I I love it. My husband probably doesn't love it for the money that goes (laughs) out of the bank. But, you know, we all have the husbands who are like, I don't know. Uh, Well, now, what got you specifically into the dock diving sport? So when I first got Clay, uh, I had always wanted a German short hair pointer. I wanted a bird dog, but I didn't have the connections I have now. And I knew he kind of needed a job. As you know, a lot of short hairs, they're busy. They like to do stuff. They want to please you. 
uh, we're only about 20 minutes from Cabela's slash Bass Pro. And they used to put on a Memorial Day event with dog dogs every year. So I took Clay up. I was watching it. I loved how much fun that the dogs were having and that the handlers were having. They were laughing. They were enjoying themselves. It just looked like a really good camaraderie of people. Uh, and with the help of Clay, because I'm kind of socially awkward, I met a lot of connections and I found a group that unfortunately isn't uh, around anymore, but I made a lot of lifetime friends from that. And they really helped get me started. And it was something that I knew Clay was really going to enjoy because he loved the water. He loved to fetch things out of the water. And it really just progressed from there. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that you hit on one thing that all of us dog people can relate to is we are all socially awkward. Uh, it is a dog yes. person trait. <laughs> I don't know why, but we are the most socially awkward people unless yeah. we're around each other. Um, and then I think that's another awesome thing is, you know, in these sports, really finding groups of people that are going to uplift you and help you progress. Um, yes. Now, can you now I have an idea of what dog diving is. We all see the dogs like running down the dock and jumping off. Um, but can you give us a real idea of what dock diving is? So it is that, but what you have for, we do mainly NAD because it's tied in with the AKC and I like the AKC titles on my dogs. So you have a 40 foot dock. You don't have to use that whole dock. And depending on where you go, you have a 40 foot to a 48 foot pool of water. And that dock sits two feet above the pool. So you have a two foot like jump down into the pool. So your dog essentially, like you said, runs down the dock and you throw the toy and then they're judged on how far they jump. And it's where the base of the tail meets the body and then it breaks the surface of the water is how they judge it. So it's not by uh -huh. the head of the dog, it's by the butt of the dog. So then you don't have a Great Dane competing against somebody like our boys like a german short hair pointer who's a much smaller dog so you that get that sense. fairness in it so that's really nice i love that and i know that you know it's probably a lot to go into at this moment but i know there's probably like different games and different titles yeah. and stuff um but now is who can actually participate in this i know a lot of sports for dogs have like breed specifications and stuff like that is that the same for dock diving not with NAD. I'm not 100% sure about uh, the UKC or uh, dock dogs. I haven't looked into them in a while. Like I said, I like NAD because you have two people on the dock and it's tied with the AKC. So you can have a mixed breed. You can have a quote unquote bully breed. You can have a pit bull. It doesn't matter. Um, and then you it's pretty much everybody. There's no age restriction. Once your dog is over the age of eight, they're considered a veteran dog. So okay. that only affects them at the national showcase where they compete against the older dogs, which I think is really nice. So you don't have a 10 year old dog competing against a one year old dog. Yeah. So yeah, so that's Make the it really fair. cool that's part. Awesome. It's very inclusive. Um, and then for like the mixed breeds and stuff, all you have to do is have a PAL number through the AKC. So like I said, you can have a pit bull and lab mix. You can have a poodle and a schnauzer mix. You can have whatever you want. You just make sure you get that PAL registration yep. first. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. And then for anyone who doesn't know, you can register your dogs with the AKC, even if they're not purebred. You just go on, figure out what other registers, uh, registrations you can apply for. So you can actually go out and do these sports. Uh, now for humans, is there any age restriction, any physical limitations you think maybe we should consider? 
So they have a youth program, which I think is really nice. Um, under the age of, I believe it's nine, nine or 10, you have to have somebody escort you up on the dock and an, an adult, so to say. But we really encourage to have kids to start getting involved and everything like that. And there is their own section at regionals and the national showcase for the kids just themselves to get involved and really with their dogs and really get out there and keep continuing the traditions with our dogs that we need to keep going. I kind of get jealous hearing that, <laughs> knowing like as a kid that we never got to do fun I stuff know. like this. I'm like, what? Kids can do what? This is I know making, you I... know, 10 year old me pretty sad, actually. <laughs> I keep counting down the days until my godson is able to do stuff with us. And he's only like two. And I'm like, can he come yet? And she's like, not quite yet. And I'm like, okay. Let me know. Oh, I, get it. I get it. It's the best. Well, awesome. So then you mentioned NAD. Um, and yes. that is something that is AKC recognized. And I think yes. a lot of us that do have AKC dogs love the idea of being able to collect points and titles in that realm. Yeah. Um, so there is UKC and Doc Dogs. Are those pretty yes. much the, the main groups of dock diving? Yes. And they also came out with an international dog sport one that just premiered this year too, but it's, they're the same idea. Uh, Nat, I know has the two people on the dock rule where dock dogs, it's just one person on the dock. So your dog needs to have a really strong sit stay or however okay. you do it with your dog. And then I have not done ultimate air dogs with my dogs, but I want to say it's probably the same thing with a real good sit stay and a one person on the dock. Uh, we, I really like NAD not only for the AKC, but you can have two people on the dock and my dogs love when somebody's at the back of the dock with them, just getting them like super amped up and ready to go. So they really thrive in that environment. That's good information. You know, when we do these, like I said to you before, you know, this is great to, you know, any listeners on here, you guys get to learn, but uh, I'm also a learner myself. So uh, I love this. And I did not know that AKC had two people on the dock. Is that something that's mandatory or are you able to go on with one person or should you always have two people for, for NAD? It is not mandatory. If your dog has that strong sit stay and that's what your dog is used to, use it to your advantage. Um, I see people who use one, I see people who constantly use two. And then if you do use two people, what's really nice is if you travel by yourself, they have handler meetings and stuff before the start of the competitions. And if you say, Hey, I kind of need a holder. Can somebody help me out? There's always somebody who's going to help you out in the organization, which is super nice. That's great. I love that. As, especially someone who travels by themselves with their dogs. I'm always like, oh, no, <laughs> who do I get to do this with me? Uh, so that's awesome. Now, and we did touch on it for a moment, but I think if I'm correct, I don't know if this applies to NAD or maybe one of the other areas. Um, so if this isn't something you can answer, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but are there different variations to dog diving? I know sometimes we see like the dogs doing the jumps and then we see like sometimes dogs going out to like a bumper that's suspended over the mm -hmm. water. Is there differences between these yeah so the distance jumps is where your dog just runs and it's based on how far he can jump off the dock um, with nad so that's called your distance and then you have air retrieve which the bumper is suspended two feet above the dock so it's four feet total above the pool and you move that bumper at one foot increments out to see how far your dog can jump to grab that bumper um, so that's, that's really fun game. And it's really interesting to watch dogs on how they learn and things like that. And then they call it hydro dash with NAD. 
where they hang the bumper just above the water and your dog is at the 10 foot mark and then you release them they swim all the way to the end of the pool at 40 feet turn around come back to you and as soon as their nose breaks the 10 foot line that's when your timer stops so that's like a speed game oh and I know, yeah and i know with cool. dock dogs it's a little bit different they have your distance where your dog is jump judged on how far he jumps they have extreme vertical which is a little different i'm not sure where you place your dog but your dog jumps straight up in the air and out versus going farther out so you're judged on your height which is really it's just really neat to watch my friend has a dog i think he grabbed seven feet eight inches at his last competition which is absolutely blowing to in me. a vertical from pool yeah that's crazy yeah it was insane to watch and then they have they call it speed retrieve where they have them release on their mark so they do like a red yellow green and as soon as that light's green, you can release your dog. And that's when your time starts. And they're judged on how fast they come back to you. But you have to watch with that one because you get a lot of false starts, too. So. Okay. I love. That's awesome. So it seems like there's different games involved. Yes. Oh, did I lose you? Am I there? Yeah, you're there. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hit my mute button real quick. I'm so bad at technology. Uh, but no, that is cool that it seems like there's just different, you know, sports within a sport. So your dog can kind of do what they're whatever best at. Whatever he likes. Yeah, whatever yeah. he wants to do, for sure. I love that. Now, between all these, um, and I think this is like where I have hardest time with any dog sport, just because it looks so different sport to sport. How does uh, point collecting or titling kind of work within uh, dog diving? So with the AKC, it's super easy. So you have, so to get your first title, it's just five consecutive jumps within that division. And then your next title up would be your, oh, not your excellent. What's the word I'm looking for? Advanced. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, is your advanced title. So it's another 25 jumps after that for a total of 30 jumps. And then your excellent is an additional 25 jumps after that. So you're looking at 55 jumps in the same division. And then after you reach that excellent point, as soon as you collect an additional 25 each time, you'll get like your excellent two, three, four, and so on. And what's really nice about it is every jump is saved in your history of your dog. So say clay for example he'll jump anywhere from you know eight feet to 20 feet so he has you know novice junior senior and master jumps and they all collect over the years so if all of a sudden he starts to jump junior again those all go towards a junior title if okay. he decides he's going to jump master again they all go towards your master title so everything is always counted towards your dog which i really like Gotcha. So, and then that, would that be the divisions that they're broken into junior master, et cetera? Yeah. yeah oh, okay. So it's really nice. So you don't have those dogs who are a little more hesitant. You have novice, which is zero to nine feet, 11 inches. Then you have junior, which is 10 feet to 14 feet, 11 inches. Senior is 15 to 19, 11. Master is 20 to 24, 11. Elite is 25 to 28 11 no 27 11 and then premiere they just added it for all those whippets out there who are insane <laughs> to watch 
is 28 feet and above. So, oh my gosh, I love it. insane to I, watch. Who would have thought whippets just, you know, every time I see a whippet dog diving, I'm just like, who would have thunk it? Who would have I don't thunk know it? how they throw that fast because all of a sudden they're just like <laughs> off the dock and in the water. I'm like, that's just Yeah, happened. I really just would have thought that the body type <laughs> maybe wouldn't be, um, but I guess it is pretty aerodynamic. I'm I'm constantly impressed by the whippets. Uh, so it sounds like for division, you, your division is kind of picked by um, distance, it sounds like. Yes, so, yes, okay. your dog. Yeah, so it's really nice. So like I said, if you have one of those dogs who's just starting out and is kind of hesitant, you know, and is only jumping nine feet your dog isn't competing a dog who's more confident like lane who's yeah. at like 26 27 feet so it's it, that's the nice part about it and then at nationals and regionals you just compete in those divisions to get those top placements in those divisions too I love that. And I think it's uh, an important reminder to anyone who hasn't participated in dog sports that a lot of these sports aren't actually um, dogs competing against each other. They're just competing in classes for titles and points. Um, it's not really comparing dog to dog or anything like that. Right. Uh, I think that's something that typically stops people. I don't, you know, I don't want my dog to feel like they're in competition with another one, but it really is just for points, titles and, and fun. So, mm -hmm. And they, um, they add that extra like regionals and like the national they add that extra incentive for you if it's yeah. something that you want to work for but you absolutely don't have to do it if you just want to get some titles on your dog and things like that then you don't have to worry about it but if you're a little bit more competitive you can set those additional goals for yourself if you want absolutely and i think that um you know, like you said, depending on whether you are, you know, proving your dog for, for breeding, something like that, or maybe you just have a mixed breed that has a lot of that hardwired behavior of jump and retrieve, you know, it's, there, there's yeah. a place for you within those sports. So that is awesome. Now for dock diving, I feel like this is after diving into a few different sports, I want to say that the supply list of what you need to get started is probably a lot thinner than other sports. Can you tell yes. us what we need to have before we, we hit the pool? So if you're just going to go for a practice, all you really need is a towel. Um, I take water. Sometimes they don't drink though, so don't panic. And then a good like floaty toy that they're like really driven for. And honestly, if your dog likes a stick, take a stick. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't have to have the fancy bumpers or anything like that out there. Um, so that's all you, and like a leash, poop bags, things like that. You can take a kennel for your practice session or anything like that. Now, once you get into competitions, that's a little bit more, because you're outside all day. And in the summer, especially like up where we are, I know it can get humid quick. So we always take like a pop-up and then we take the fans for the dogs, towels, mm -hmm. extra toys, like the shade cloth, water, snacks for both me and the dogs and then extra clothes and of course poop bags you always want to respect people's properties and things like that absolutely i think that's a wonderful reminder we're always reminded respect the rules and regulations where you go yes I mean, speaking <laughs> up after your dog but i think that's wonderful so to get started sounds like you just need um a towel and your poop bags your leash something to contain your dog at practice and then it sounds like whatever motivates your dog i think yep. people forget that you don't really get to pick what motivates your dog your dog 
dog does that. So yes. don't go out and buy that $40 bumper if your dog really does just love sticks. <laughs> it's probably more <laughs> likely going to retrieve the stick anyways. And yes. And you can always, you know, um, advance into another toy if need be. And then it sounds like for actual competitive days, I think it's, you know, no matter what sport you're in, in the summer, it gets hot. And some of these sports last all day. Mm -hmm. uh, so having those proper supplies to keep you and your dog comfortable uh, and healthy is very important. Now, other than that, uh, where does training begin? I mean, where does training begin as far as like, behaviors to teach your dog and where could we also go to find people to work with? So behaviors at home, what I did was I just kind of found a toy that my dogs really like to have it. Now I have a ton of dogs, so I have a ton of additional toys. So don't get intimidated here. Um, I have Thad, for example, he will only jump for one of those, I call it a floaty quail, one of those training quail. So, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so I have a lot of different things and I really kind of just, you know, played with the dogs to see what they really went after and that kind of stuff. If you live by a creek or by a lake, take your dog, have fun, start getting them exposed slowly. You don't have to rush anything like this. So that's how I started all my dogs. And also I have a pool in my yard. So, you know, they're Lucky. in the pool more than <laughs> I am. So, you know, as a puppy, you know, I carry them around the pool and I get them used to it. You don't have to do that. It's just something I'm able to do and I do with my pool. I know there's people who have pools that are like, oh, I could never let my dog in there, which is fine. That's totally sure. fine. That's your pool. So that's how I started my dogs. And then if you want a training session, if you go on the website for North America Diving Dogs, if you drop down they'll have a facilities list and you can search to try to find a facility near you. So honestly, just reach out that kind of thing, email them, see if they offer classes, see if they have private instructions. And then also I know around us, there's been some places that have just been popping up with pools because the sport is growing. So mm -hmm. always keep an eye out at your local, you know, training facilities and stuff like that. Cause you never know who's going to get a pool. Absolutely. We even have them just randomly popping up here in, in Indiana, um, which is awesome because we have yeah. fortunately one right around the corner from us. But for a lot of people, I mean, it's an hour to two hour to sometimes four hour drive to find places yeah. to go. So yeah. do be prepared to travel. Um, I do think it's worth it. It's so much fun getting to do stuff with your dogs. Um, so and then you made a wonderful point with water introductions. Uh, it's super important to take it slow and make it fun. Yes. Um, we don't have to toss our dogs in or anything like that. No. <laughs> uh, gentle coaxing and luring and and motivating toys and remember to reward your dog anytime they do something that you enjoy they splash a little bit yes food reward yeah. verbal praise physical touch um we want to make it something fun um and don't, don't let go ahead oh as to say and don't get like frustrated because when a dog goes from like a pond or a lake or a creek whatever your dog is in to a pool with clear water, like they're going to kind of be like, whoa, like, wait a minute, like, what are we doing? And remember, they don't see water the way we see it. So take your time. Don't get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And like you said, have fun. Usually there's a ramp. Work your dog off the ramp slow so they know what they're getting into, that they're not just 
jumping into the abyss of nothingness is how they usually view it. So absolutely. I mean, you're right. And I think that's important to remember uh, on the dog's perspective, how are they viewing this right now? Um, and I know that there are a lot of us that work with our dogs on um, different training. Some of us are, are amateur trainers. Some of us are professional. We know what works for our dog. We know it doesn't work for our dog uh, at these places. Don't be afraid to advocate for your dog. If absolutely. The don't yeah if they don't um, embody what you do um, you know get with those trainers whether you have to pull them to the side and figure out a way that you guys can work together um, I'm a, as a positive reinforcement trainer definitely always explaining myself to people and and you, when you do that you'd be surprised how many people are like you know what I get it um, we'll totally make sure that we keep this or that in mind and and people don't know unless you tell them so don't be afraid to right. um, have those conversations uh, other than that, so we know what to do. We know how to find a trainer. How do we actually participate in a, an event? How do we actually sign up and, and get there? So what you'll do is, first of all, make sure your dog, so for NAD specifically, and most other places are the same way, you want to make sure that you have either an AKC number, a NAD, which leads to your NAD number, or you want to sign up with, you know, doc dogs, things like that, you're always kind of required to have a certain number with that system. Mm -hmm. So what you'll do is, so for what we do is North America Diving Dogs is we have an AKC number. So you'll go to their website, NorthAmericaDivingDogs.com. You'll be able to sign up. So you'll sign up your dog, you'll fill out all the information, your name, where you are, everything like that. You'll create a password and then you enter your dog's information. So like their whole registered name. So for like Liberty, her registered name is Tomac Pack Stars and Stripes, call name Liberty, fill out their birthday, everything like that, their AKC number, and then you hit register dog. Make sure you remember your password because this is how you're gonna sign up for everything. And this is where you can also keep track of your dog's stats and stuff. So once you log in, <clears throat> you'll be able to choose your dog and you can hit events. And then once you hit events, there's going to be a huge list that comes up and then you can kind of scroll through and look to see if you want to travel to somewhere nearby you, or you can also search your zip code to find the ones closest to you. And then once you find the event that you want, you'll click on it and then they'll have the days listed and then you'll just be able to hit the check marks by them and register your dog and you're good to go. That sounds so simple. I'm just yeah. thinking about all the times I've had to like sift through hunt tests and field trial premiums and oh, you know they're know. all a different kind of procedure to <laughs> signing up and uh, this sounds really easy. Uh, that makes me excited. So yeah. you know and sometimes that's half of it for us like actually figuring out how to sign up to actually participate and some sometimes I get so frustrated with the sign up. I'm like you know what we're not going to do this event today. So oh, that's like awesome. The barn hunt premium when you're like a first time person, you're like, what am I doing? Yes. Like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. This is also why we haven't shown a dog yet. Cause we're like, how in the world do we get through the premium to even get to a ring? Um, it's a lot of work. So <laughs> yes, that's I awesome. Understand. Sounds like Nat is making that easy for all of us doing dogs work for sure. And now um, before we close out and everything, what is your best piece of advice for anyone beginning the sport? So the biggest thing and the thing I'm always going to preach is that you need to have fun. And a lot of people as the sport grows, 
I feel like this isn't pushed enough because you get that competitive edge. You go to a qualifying event to go to regionals, which will take you hopefully to the showcase. Um, I will tell you, I was so guilty of this. Uh, Lane, as I called him, my golden child, he won in 2019 out of nowhere, uh, number one dog in the country. And it like, yeah, it is awesome. But then my head got big. So then I was like, okay, we won. Now I want to go in and I want to defend that championship. And now that, you know, COVID is here, we kind of adjusted things, you know, and he won again for his regionals and he was nationally ranked. So I pushed and pushed and pushed myself and my dog. And I kind of feel guilty about it now that I think about it. I got burnt out from it and I got burnt out from the traveling. I got burnt out from going from here to there to make sure, you know, like this was in line. Does he have enough jumps to make sure he can go here? That kind of thing. So take a huge step back and really assess if you're enjoying it or not. Because once you start to really feel forced and like you have to do it, how is it affecting your dog? They're, they're my responsibility. I don't have kids, like not saying they are kids, but they are my world. This is what I do. And so how are they reading my body language? How is my anxiety of trying to get all this stuff affecting them? You just need to go there, have fun, be silly to get them amped up. No matter (laughs) what sport you do, Remember, that's your dog at the end of the day. Hug them at the end of each trial. I don't care uh, if you're in a show bird them. field. We had fun. Yes. I don't care if you're in a bird field full of people staring at you and you just had the worst run of your life. You will see me hug my dog at the end and kiss him and tell him, hey, you know what? It was really bad, but you, you had fun at least. You know, <laughs> yep. you know yep. what I mean? And I will we'll do that always- too. Yes. yes. And on a positive <laughs> note. Yes. And then like, just, just have fun because people are, as the sport grows, they're starting to take this so seriously. Oh, my dog jumped six feet shorter than yesterday. Oh, my dog isn't doing this. Well, maybe your dog's burnt out. You know, yeah. you really, you really have yeah. to step back and assess them and just enjoy the time you have with them because it, it's going to go quick. Like even for June, she's turning 11 and I'm like, where did the time go with you? Right. Like, yes. what happened? You're so great. So Stop. enjoy those moments. Enjoy the little moments. Enjoy if they jumped, you know, five feet to 27 feet, who cares? They're having a good time and you need to have a good time with them. I think that is um, a very human thing that we do. Uh, we as humans, number one, love competition (laughs) we cannot help but get swept away with it and then we go 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 and then that second factor of being human is we burn ourselves out so easily especially when we have that competitive edge and a lot of things that are human related human functions um our dogs don't understand uh which is a lot of the breakdown that we have with our dogs a lot is having these human characteristics Mm -hmm. and trying to work with a dog that's a completely different species than us and oftentimes we we let that infringe on our bond that we have with our dogs and i think that 
that's absolutely right. No matter what you're doing with your dog, whether you participate in that or anything else, have fun. At the end of an awful run where Suge has not recalled to save either one of our lives, <laughs> even though we've busted our butts on it, once I get her back to me, I don't yoke her up and snatch her out the field. I have her do a sit. I have her do a down. I have her do something that I know she can do so I can say, you know what? Good dog. Let's end on a positive note. Yes. And I think that's a wonderful piece of advice. Have fun. Don't end frustrated because that frustration is going to carry over to the next time. And your dog's going to not want to participate anymore that next time after nope. your behavior the previous time. So oh, other than that, now before we close out, Alicia, do you mind um, plugging any information you have, any social media, any clubs that you want to shout out to, anything like that? Mm -hmm. Uh, so my Instagram is Tomacpack, T-O-M-A-C-P-A-C-K. Uh, you can find me there. Uh, my TikTok is my first and last name, A-L-I-S-H-A-T-O-M-A-C. You'll see some just who knows what's going on in there. A lot of dog <laughs> videos, of course. So is the Instagram. And then you can also find, I need to update it, I'm not going to lie. We're on Facebook as Tomac Pack as well. So you can find us that way. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm like, she has a TikTok and I never knew. I'm immediately going to go um, follow that account. But number one, it was awesome getting to talk to you today. Um, we've been chit-chatting through social media for so long. I know. I can't I believe it's that long. <laughs> it's been like three years, girl. It's been crazy. <laughs> um, and then other than that, we get to meet next weekend. We are going to uh, Cross Creek Dock Diving Farms. Did I yes. say the name right? Awesome. I think We're Cross be Creek Canine. Canine. Cross Creek. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I should know this, too. She's probably going to yell at me. Sorry, Linda. I know. <laughs> We're trying to plug Linda, and we're, like, messing up the name. I, it's Cross Creek. They do dock diving. <laughs> They're in Ohio. It's about two hours from me, but I get to finally meet you in person. We get to work with our young dogs and get them excited about the sport, just like we are. Um, and other than that, I'm excited to get to learn from you hands-on. I know. I'm so excited to meet you. It'll be super fun. So thank you so much for joining in. Other than that, hopefully we have another episode soon for you all. You guys know I post as I please. <laughs> so other than that, you can follow us on Spotify, YouTube. Uh, you can also check out our Facebook, Instagram, uh, and all that at Urban Uplander. Other than that, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Urban Uplander podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like and subscribe. Don't forget to follow Urban Uplander Pet Care on Instagram and Facebook for more pet care and upland hunting content.